This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hi, I'm Hanif Baharuddin and you're tuned into GG Well Played, BFM's video game show. We'll be giving you our take on Marvel's Spider-Man 2 later on the show. But before that, here's a recap of some of the biggest news in the world of gaming with our own Peter Parker and Miles Morales, Daryl Ong and Ofniel Ting. Thank you, Hanif. First up, Fortnite's recent creative mode update is causing quite a stir. The recent update made players unable to equip certain paid cosmetics in their custom islands anymore. Why? Well, now these islands have their own age ratings, and if your skin rated higher than the island, it will be replaced with a default look. Understandably, players are pretty ticked off. I mean, who wouldn't be? It's like buying a cool new outfit and being told that you can't wear it in certain places. The Fortnite subreddit is blowing up with complaints. Some are calling it rated T for took my money, while others are scratching their heads over bizarre restrictions on skins. That's why I never spend money on skins. But frankly, I think they have a point. Some of the choices Epic has made when it comes to skin restrictions seem incomprehensible. For instance, why are the Lara Croft and Melsil's skins restricted to T14 Island while Michael Mayer's is universally acceptable? And why are loading screens only ever seen by the player who has them equipped restricted at all? There's even talk that Fortnite might be trying to be more like Roblox, aiming for a younger audience, and some players worry this shift might be Epic's attempt to replicate Roblox's success. People are divided, some think it's a smart move, others are skeptical, thinking Epic might be chasing someone else's victory. Mm, a real polarizing situation, but thankfully, Epic has promised to fix this mess. They have acknowledged the issue, saying they'll make the most outfits compatible across all ratings. But there's a catch. This doesn't cover all outfits, leaving players still stuck. So, will Fortnite pull through this uproar, or are we witnessing a game-changing shift? We have to wait and see, but for now, players can expect some tweaks as Epic responds to the outcry. And moving on from the skins fiasco... League of Legends Worlds 2023 just wrapped up yesterday and it has put the whole GOAT debate to bed. T1 from Korea squared off against Weibo Gaming from China in the final showdown and let's just say it was a bit one-sided. T1's top laner, Zeus, pulled off three game-changing moves, sparking top-notch performances across the team. But amidst all the glory, there's one shining star, T1's mid laner, Faker. Mm, now, Faker's no stranger to glory, having already snagged three titles back in the day, but this time, his fourth Worlds win, he's basically cemented his title as the greatest of all time in League of Legends. The president of South Korea, Yoon suk Yo, even congratulated T1 for their fourth victory in the League of Legends Worlds Tournament. Now, according to stream stats from eSports charts, Worlds 2023 had a peak audience at a whopping 6 million viewers and that's not even counting China, breaking all-time eSports viewership records. And that's the saga of Faker's epic legacy and his unstoppable fourth world's win. Okay, last but certainly not least, RPG fans, hold on to your swords because Dragon's Dogma 2 just got a big review. The Pan-European Game Information Board, or PEGI, spilled the beans on the release date. It's going to be on the 22nd of March 2024, so mark your calendars. Mm, however, along with the release date leak, it's been revealed that the game is packing in-game purchases. Sneaky, huh? 
The game was first announced in May early this year and guess what? A new showcase is lined up for 28th November 2023 promising around 15 minutes of pure gameplay which is where this prematurely announced release date is set to be revealed as well. Now let's dive into what the game is all about. Just like the first game, it's a single player story driven RPG that's all about choices. Customize your horizon, assemble your assemble your dream team and tackle challenges your ways like a tailor-made adventure just for you. Mm, on your journey, you'll be joined by pawns, mysterious other beings in an adventure so unique that you will feel as if accompanied by other people on your own adventure. All these elements are elevated further through physics, technology, AI and the latest in graphics to create a truly immersive fantasy world in Dragon Dogma 2. This is not an ad, I promise you that. <laughs> so, if the stars align and that release date sticks, get ready for an epic start to 2024 with Dragon's Dogma 2 and a slew of other fantastic games. Keep those swords sharp, folks. That's all we have for today. Back to you, Hanif. Thank you very much, Ofneel and Daryl. The much-anticipated sequel to Insomniac's Marvel's Spider-Man was released exactly a month ago to a lot of hype and fanfare, and judging by the reactions and reviews, it sounds like the game does live up to the hype, but what makes it so good? And is the game perfect? Joining me to share their takes on the game after completing it are BFM's Najman Maliki and Sean Malhotra, a pundit from our football show, Just For Kicks. Where do I begin? Thing is... Before the game even came out I had very high expectations And I hate having high expectations Because if it fails to deliver It hurts mm-hmm. a lot yep. But I would say Storyline wise Could have been better I felt because they compacted it Into a very short amount of time For a Sony title right But what they did better in this one Than they did in the previous titles Was the side quests The side quests were mm. amazing yeah. It built a universe this time More than it was just or complete some stuff on the side lah, mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing so it felt more immersive and you knew it was building towards something bigger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. so I think for me similar we actually had this chat off air as well Hanif um, I the thing about this game my first impression after completing the game is that side quest amazing mm-hmm. um, the gameplay itself mechanics excellent everything about the whole thing is on point for me mm-hmm. except for the at least delivery of storyline, if not the whole storyline itself, mm. um, I think maybe I'm I'm similar with Sean, right? So we we have extremely high expectations. I expected this, I expected that when I see the trailer, and then when I've played the entire game, I'm like, huh, I'm not sure what's lacking. Is it the pacing? Is it my own expectation mm-hmm. is too high, or is it just a bit lackluster in the storyline bit? Especially because we are comparing games like this is. A 2018 game mm-hmm. And I I can't help But to compare this With like God of War yeah. Ragnarok mm-hmm. Horizon Forbidden West And games like that So where they have Like impeccable Storytelling And it's super good um, This one feels A bit like Last in the storyline But I do have to say I'm not I'm not complaining lah. It's not It's not a big complaint lah. In the In the sense of the Storyline right This is what I felt Maybe other people Felt the same But in the first Spider-Man game The 2018 title 2017 mm. title you had a proper first act that built up, you know, yeah. who was who, who was doing what. And then you got into the second act where it was like, okay, 
we establish that these are all the bad guys. Mm. This is what's going on. Mm. And then the third act is like a big boom. This Ooh. is what Spidey has to yeah. do. He has to fight mm. against this guy, this guy, this guy. This one was like, first act was like, oh, this is what's happening. Okay, cool. By the way, one of the best openings to any game yeah. ever. Okay, is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Second act felt here and there. Third act felt super rushed. Exactly. The third act yeah. felt so rushed. Yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. This is what's happening now, all right? All right. Yeah. I, I, I want to initially like, delay this conversation because is the negative part of, of I guess the conversation <laughs> I suppose but, but I guess let's get into it um, so is it more down to the pacing because I think the way you laid out and compared it to the first game makes it sound I think because, because that's the part I pretty I actually was I find I find quite enjoyable during the, for the first game is mm-hmm. that the way things were paced was it was pretty well done mm-hmm. in terms of I guess and especially considering that they have a large ensemble of cast that, right mm-hmm. the way they assemble and introduce certain characters and then actually and how things actually build up to, to the climax everything was pretty well done and again this was something that even prior to to actually uh, um, the game being released I was actually um, kind of worried as well again because they were pretty ambitious in actually trying to introduce a lot of characters I was mm. pretty worried that okay I was like okay how are they going to actually pull this off I, I know they did it well in the first game but still um, I'm quite curious about it mm-hmm. sounds like was it more of a pacing issue or was it just to, to trying to cram uh, a lot in, in such a short period of time because if I'm not mistaken the length of the game wasn't as long as well right I think that was a campaign among gamers as well I think the the, the the actual time elapsed for the main quest is similar to the the mm. first game. Yeah. Mm. It's just how they decided to segregate each act mm. in the whole game felt very off-putting for me mm. because if anyone's played the first Spider-Man game, which I think everyone probably should have already, <laughs> right? and you saw the end credit scene from the first game, you knew, okay, Symbiote's going to get involved somehow. Mm. You know, Harry's in that tank. Mm. Where do we go from here? Mm. Suddenly you enter this game and it's like, boom. Everything's already there. There's no explanation as to what happened between that period of mm. that first game, the Miles Morales game, mm. and here. So it's already an abrupt start. Mm. So I was like, okay, I can look past this. And then you go into the second act where it feels very up in the air. I think if I'm not mistaken, the main antagonist, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in inverted commas for people who can't hear, has only like less than half an hour of screen time yep. kind of thing. So it's a bit... Eh, we were built up to like this being the main big bad guy, you know? Mm. And then the third act is just boom, okay, that's it, done. All right, yeah. let's move on. Mm. Yeah, so I think I think we, we, even on the, even for Mars Morales and even for Spider Man, the first game, um, the trailer basically, the bad guys in the trailer are the bad guys that, uh, that essentially you end up fighting throughout the whole game. Mm. Um, the antagonist in the trailer is at the risk of spoiling things. Not the main bad guy in the game. Mm. I think, I guess, you would kind of expect that as well. But for me, that that kind of pacing, that kind of like delivery is a bit off-putting, I guess. Because I want to be, I want to be, um, uh, I want to be very much into the characters. I want to mm. be much into the storylines, right? The, so when I'm playing the first act, I'm assuming it's going to seamlessly go in and build further up in the second act and so on and so forth. I think in this particular game, in terms of storyline, it has a lot of like uh, disconnects. I think mm-hmm. like the first act is not connected to the second act, and that is loosely connected to the last act. Um, and I, I feel, I feel a bit sad because the whole gameplay for me, mechanics wise, yeah, is so mechanics awesome. is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. phenomenal. They yeah. took inspiration from uh, the Spyro game. 
Uh, yeah. Is it Ratchet yeah. and Clank? No, Ratchet and Clank. Sorry. Mm. They took inspiration from Ratchet and Clank. For whoever's played the latest Spider-Man game, you get what I mean by seamless, seamless animation, seamless loading. I think it's the fastest loading I've ever seen for a game on mm. on a console, right? Mm. There were things that, I mean, I can nitpick, right? The I saw online where people were complaining about bugs and and these problems and all. I don't. I, I went through like six hours of the game. I didn't go through a single bug, mm-hmm. and then suddenly I reloaded into my game and I was a cube. Mm-hmm. I became a cube, like an animated cube. And I was like, you know what? I'm fine with this, you know, because knowing knowing yeah. Sony, knowing Marvel, they probably mm-hmm. make this a canon event <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. There were certain things that I think comic book like hard throbs and hardcore. Mm-hmm. Fans would be kind of upset about mm-hmm. like origin stories, weaknesses, certain mm-hmm. things like that. But mm-hmm. I look at it as if yeah, mm-hmm. it's a different universe. It's Insomniac's universe, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to create their own thing, change certain things here and there that are not too massive in terms of origins, I'm perfectly fine with that. So mm-hmm. that might be something some people might nitpick on. All mm-hmm. right, yeah. But just going back to the story before we focus a lot more on the positives. Um, so, but in terms of I guess the story being packaged into an action pack. Cinematic Blockbuster style Game mm. Did it deliver or, or at the end of the day You guys are still Pretty much disappointed In how things Were I guess being delivered I suppose Maybe pacing wise mm. But in terms of the presentation Maybe okay The presentation of the game In terms of I guess Combining all these characters And I guess um, You know Laying out all the set pieces And whatnot. Mm. I think for me In terms of the looks In terms of the presentation itself It definitely delivered mm. I definitely enjoyed Every villain that we had to fight, mm-hmm. and I feel like the the delivery of how the graphics wise, sound mm-hmm. design, voice acting, everything hits all notes. Um, again, I I actually, if I'm like being a bit theory crafting here, I can theorize that some point they cut the game and mm-hmm. they had to like the director had to like rush a few things here and there mm-hmm. because it does feel like at some point the Cuts of that particular like um, sequence got cut short uh, by quite a bit. I um, mean, some some parts you feel like it's well fleshed out. Um, so aside from I guess yeah, I'm really saying the pacing lah. Mm. Aside from the pacing, everything is awesome. Everything is 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 uh, I I expected from a Spider-Man game and a bit more. I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have to agree. I mean. If you take it as a cinematic experience mm. and a, a masterpiece, it is a masterpiece. Mm. It honestly is. If you just sit through it just for the story alone, um, including the side quest with this, there's a lot of depth to it. Mm. I think a lot more depth than probably the first and second act of the first game. Oh, it was yeah. only in the, the, in my opinion, the first game, the third act, did you have any depth, mm. right? Can I talk about spoilers for the first game? Yeah, that's yeah, why, right? Yeah, in the first fine. game, I mean, in the third act, you pretty much had... Doc Ock knowing that Peter was Spider-Man all along. Mm. You had the fact that Aunt May dies mm. and we've never seen Aunt May die, yeah. you know, in, in live action or anything. Yeah. So seeing her die is painful and that was like a huge moment for that game, right? You go into the third game, there's like depth all throughout for so many sequences mm. about Peter's storyline, Miles' storyline, even MJ's storyline. Mm. There's depth for all of them. Mm. What I like that they didn't do as much in the first game was having depth for the bad guys. Mm, because yeah. some advice I would give anyone who's not played the game yet is something from the first game and the second game you had was a lot of these little um, tape recorders that are mm, mm, around the map, right? 
just play them and listen to them because trust me you you understand each villain's arc a lot mm. more if you listen to those for that like one minute or two minutes mm. yeah. alright it wasn't a disappointment it's just that I think to a certain extent you guys just felt a bit disappointed in how things were laid out yeah. essentially right okay. I, I think I do have one bit just in terms of storyline to add on which I find very interesting um, the first two games Miles Morales and the first Spider-Man Um, Spider-Man is your friendly Spider-Man neighbor, uh, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man lah, which is fine, which is good, which is um, Spider-Man is always this mm-hmm. this this um, what we've grown up with kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's always like very um, heartwarming hero lah. Mm-hmm. I like the story for this round. It's not always that Spider-Man is a bit grey, a bit greyer in this in this um, both Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit greyer in this uh, installment rather than being black and white, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting and great. I think yeah. Mm-hmm. That was Najiban Maliki together with Sean Malhotra talking about Marvel's Spider-Man 2 by Insomniac for the PlayStation 5. More after the short break. Stay tuned. This is Gigi Well Played on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Gigi Well Played. I'm your host, Hanif Baharudin. Joining me on the show today are Najiban Maliki and Sean Malhotra and we're talking about Insomniac's Spider-Man 2. Let's continue our chat on this highly rated game. Okay, let's focus more on the positive um, aspect of the game. And I think the first one that I think a lot of people have praised the game for was actually its gameplay. I remember playing the first game. I won't consider it repetitive, but it did eventually yeah, at one point become slightly repetitive, especially the side missions. Mm-hmm. What's great about Spider-Man 2's gameplay, actually? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel <laughs> it's building a universe is what mm-hmm. I'm saying, right? They, they didn't do that with the first game. They didn't do that with the Miles Morales game. They didn't build a universe. They just let you know, this is our Spider-Man. This is their villain. This is what they do. That's it. Mm. It doesn't tell you much more. In this one, especially in the side quest, I wouldn't say really the main quest, but the side quest. Every side quest, I kid you not, is building towards something else. Mm. Whether it's DLCs, whether it's the next game. Mm. I mean, I think recently Insomniac said that you know moving forward. The main Spider-Man is going to be Miles, mm. and once you play the game, you can pretty much understand why. Mm. But you see what's happening in the side quest, you go, "Hmm, these mm. are all big, big moments that could be leading on to something else." Yeah. Mm. Because there, are, there are things that happen in the main quest that make you question, "What, what's going to happen now? How, how, mm. how is Spider-Man going to fight anyone?" Kind of thing. So I like what they've, they, the room they've left to work with, you know. So that that that's quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I I strongly agree with that. Even the smallest side quest actually ended being um for me a, a big like wow that's a good way of like delivering the end of a very menial side quest. And I think um compared that to like the previous Spider-Man games, side quests are as it no it's a it's a side quest lah. It's okay, but this one it it feels very fleshed out. And like moving on aside from that, just a side quest, like into the mechanics itself, mm. the fighting oh, mechanics, well, mm, it's yeah. really good. Um, one thing that I think Spider-Man was always lacking is Perry. Yeah, and they finally Perry mm, yeah. into the game. I do have some qualms with it because the Perry system um, is the same system 
but different execution with the dodge system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's a bit uh, but but in general if you can parry and if you do like parrying this is like ah uh, the dream lah you can parry and then you can dodge and there's a lot more that like physical like, i think uh, when it comes to spiderman games there's a lot of vertical fighting um in in spiderman games but when it comes to like horizontal fighting it feels okay lah it's not too bad but in this in this installment they really make it 3d so you really have uh, if you throw the enemies up in the air mm-hmm. you're you're doing something else and in between you're doing something else and like on the ground you're doing something else and you can mix them up together and i think that's really cool and the way they've altered and added layers to the um gadgets that we mm-hmm. use as well mm-hmm. I think that that's also quite interesting, and they actually play with the story of how the villains are mm-hmm. and adjusted the gadgets uh, accordingly. I I think that that was quite interesting, lah. The way they they delivered. What know. was cool for me was playing Spider-Man, the, the latest one, the traversal system that they changed up. Right. Yeah. You, we only saw, before this we saw it in the trailers and everything. We were like, he can fly. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Once you play it. And mm. you actually try it out. You can't go back to the old games. Yeah. Trust me, I went back to the old games just to get a feel of the swinging and everything. Once you play the latest Spider-Man, you feel like damn, the the old games are so slow mm. <laughs> compared to this one because you can get from one end of New York to the other end of New Jersey in a blink of an eye. Mm. Okay, like without having to open up your map and pick a a point to go to or whatever, you can just literally swing and fly mm. all the way there, oh, and it's so cool. But it feels immersive. Mm. Right, it, it's I don't know how they pulled it off because it feels. Some people were saying, "Oh, it just feels like a DLC." They added on another layer <laughs> to yeah. Manhattan or, or whatever, right? Mm. And you can get there so much quicker. I think that was so much so cool, and that has to stay. I, mm. I think one thing that I always do in like the first Spider-Man game, even in Miles Morales, is fast travel. I always mm-hmm. fast travel, mm-hmm. but in this game. Oh, and I have to mention that the fast travel is so cool. Yeah. Um, and the mechanics behind it as well, because like you have to, like, complete a certain amount of like tasks in that particular region before you can fast travel, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you can fast travel literally anywhere on the map, like not not up to a point. You just like pick like a random spot on the map. It was fast travel there, and the animation. I think you guys might see it online as well. They basically from the map, the camera zooms into the map, and mm-hmm. then you start swinging. That's like mind blowing. Although it's so mind blowing, I don't do as often. I don't do fast travel as often, just because I like traversing through the map. Yeah, the new it's traversal so is so good. <laughs> so so good. It looks okay. It looks fun. The the flying mechanic, but mm. will it then deter you from swinging? Yeah. Okay. So that's um for me. Mm. This is my own personal experience. Um, when you fly, there's a few issues with flying. The accuracy of your movement. Um, so uh, yeah, you, it's not that accurate. You get extremely fly, fast when you fly, but because you're extremely fast, you can't like navigate yeah. through the buildings really well. So you tend to fly over the buildings if you are just you know like um, uh, traversing from say for example um, the financial district to like Brooklyn. You might fly over them, but once uh, you are in a, in in an area, what you want to do is you want to start swinging, and Sometimes you just whilst you're flying, you see a break in. You mm-hmm. see like suddenly um, some 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 someone someone needs help. So when you want to go down is then that's when you start swinging. And I think the way it kind of forces you to like fly or like glide or swing. Yeah, it sometimes you just want to 
swing through New York, man. You just mm-hmm. want to be Spider-Man. And they allow you to do that as well. And I think that's a really good balance that they've... Yeah. Mm. Does the swinging feel different compared to the first game? Or is it almost similar? Oh, they so they added in a new function that I don't think existed in the old Ooh. two games, which was uh, if you open up your settings, this isn't a spoiler because you can do it if you want. Mm. You can open up your settings and you can set your swinging assistance. So... If you're someone who just wants to get through it quick with the normal animations mm. and everything, you're fine. The swing animation is fine. But if you turn off the automated swinging assistance, it's as if you're actually controlling his swinging. Mm. So if you swing wrongly, you can drop to the floor and die, uh-huh. which is realistic enough, right? Because mm. you never thought, what if Spider-Man just mm. fell, right? And the thing is, it also uses real-life physics in a way. Mm. So let's say you're you're stuck to a pole as Spider-Man and you decide to swing around and mm. around, right? you actually pick up momentum yeah. and you go further. Yeah. So, that was, you never thought about it like, hey, what if you actually did this? And once you do it, I mean, there's been some amazing montages online of people already using that mechanic mm. and it looks so nice and it gets you around faster. So, once mm. you get used to it, I think that brings you another element of traversal by web slinging, you know, instead mm. of just the mm. usual one. Mm. I think, um, especially when it comes to like, chasing bad guys and stuff, there's a lot of that in Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales. Um, you 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 swing you swing and then like maybe you jump off a pole and that's about it to like gain speed. But in this particular Spider-Man, you can like build momentum by just like you know swinging around a pole or a building. That looks really cool when you're playing because the bad guy seemingly is getting away from you because you're doing a big loop de loop in the air. Mm. But whilst you're doing the group loop, once you're done with that, you suddenly get shot, shot forward. Into, yeah. yeah, it's so fun and cool. Eh? Awesome. So, yeah, um, I like that. So, so this game also allows you to play both Miles and Peter at mm. the same time, or uh, it's a bit like GTA Five, right? Where you can yeah. uh, switch between these two characters, uh, and they both have different attributes. Uh, which character do you guys favor more, and and why? Mm. How do I give this away without spoiling anything? <laughs> I would have to say Peter. Also because the purist in me, I mean, I grew up with Peter Parker. I mean, Miles Morales is a character that's not even 20 years old, if I'm not mm. mistaken, yeah. wise, not. right? Abilities-wise, I just enjoyed everything Peter could do more than mm. Miles. Mm. There's certain things like traversing that I feel is a bit more fun with Miles, mm. even though the animation is is different, but the traversal feels different. I don't yeah. know. It might be a placebo, yeah. mm. but... I like playing as Peter because there is something that Peter can do towards the end of the game mm. that Miles cannot do. Mm. And again, someone like me who's been in love with a certain story arc in the Spider-Man universe for so many years, when you finally get to use that 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 part of the arc as part of your character, I can't get rid of it, man. I, I was stuck <laughs> playing Peter most of the time till I realized, oh man... I'm a completionist kind of guy. Mm. I need to complete everything. Go back mm. to Mars lah. Mm. But uh. Peter was the main guy. So I think I think they they try to get you to like play uh, both roles mm. because yeah, uh, like Sean said, you have some bits that Peter can complete and some bits that Mars needs to complete. Um, but I I I I'm a I'm a Mars guy, so I I like the electricity. I like the bits. I I enjoy the other bits of Peter as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but Traversal wise, one thing that Peter cannot do is the <laughs> stupid aerial stuff that Mars do oh, so well. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if you are on top of like the Avengers Tower, and when you're jumping down, Peter will just jump down and like dive into. Uh, Mars would do this weird stuff where he'll just like go upside down and like, it's it's a thing that 
I think it's a placebo effect. Yeah, as well, it's a placebo but, effect. But I feel like because Miles is doing all these like acrobatic weird, acrobatics, you feel a bit different. So I like to like take my time and like traverse through New York. Mm. It feels so cool. And I think the other bit as well that this might be again just personal preference, right? Peter has his own personality as well. And whenever you're moving through uh, New York, you hear what. Spider-Man is saying and yeah that that adds to it as well so I I guess uh, gravitate towards Miles's um, personality a bit more mm-hmm. than Peter so yeah but I, I quite enjoy the fact that especially the fact that you can actually um, do very I'm not even this is not even side quest but they do have like this like app the Spider-Man app mm-hmm. and those apps can be completed by e- some, some of them can be completed by either And you get different feels if you are playing one Spider-Man over the other, lah. Mm. Yeah, so that's quite fun. But apart apart from I guess attributes, character attributes, and the way they tra- travel and and things like that, um, they do feel distinct enough from each other, right? That that yeah. that, that you do feel <laughs> the difference between playing yeah. as Miles and Peter, right? Yeah, mm, yeah. because uh, there's also like I mean, this happened in the first game where you could. You know, pick what skill tree you wanted to focus on and build from that kind mm. of thing, right? This has something similar but also different when it comes to both the Spider-Man and you can customize it, which mm. I think is really cool. Yeah. I mean, some people have their gripes with the scroll wheel mm-hmm. thingy, mm-hmm. right? Because it doesn't exist in this game. There's mm. no scroll wheel anymore. You can't pick through what you want in mm. terms of abilities and all, but you can customize it. Mm. So let's say you have a a playstyle that you want to do where you want to be a bit more stealthy, you want to be a bit more quiet, you can go for that. Or if you're someone like me who likes to go in recklessly and mm. just go insane, you can set up your whole class to do that as well. Yeah. So I like the customization that they provide for both the Spider-Man. Yeah, and I think um, you are also rewarded for the playstyle that you want to play. So for example, if you like to go in and then just bash everything, you can be rewarded for doing that. And if you prefer to just be stealthy, Like if you are the stealthier you are, the more you're rewarded with that, and I think I think that's quite interesting and fun. Mm. Mm. One thing I find quite interesting about the combat for the first game was uh, the fact that um, at one point they encourage you to, or rather, the combat can be quite difficult that to a point where they encourage uh, you to use gadgets as well, or indirectly, meaning that that you mm. should use it as part of your arsenal to mm. to handle the bad guys. Uh, is there an over reliance on gadgets this time around, or does it feel the same like the first game? I think I think this round. Ironically, they might double down on that mm-hmm. just because um, I guess in the first game, I can't recall whether Peter had extremely weird stuff. But um, Mars, when Mars had his like electricity mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. they kind of um, nudge you into using that. So this round, both Mars and Peter have um, their own stuff mm-hmm. to their own um, arsenal. So they the game actually super encourages you to not just use the gadgets but also use whatever powers that you have aside from the gadgets mm-hmm. so they'll actually like pop up and say try and using this try and using that like to yeah if you if you are just using one play style lah, yeah mm-hmm. let's talk about the map um, it's definitely much bigger than the first game and mm-hmm. Miles Morales Miles Morales was a bit smaller actually yeah mm-hmm. um What are some other more interesting aspects of, of I guess being able to play across just Manhattan? It's not just Manhattan. This time around, you can go to Queens as well, right? Yeah, you yeah. go to Queens. So, in the first game and in the Miles Morales game, and I think in many Spider-Man games that have been in the past, the minute you touch water, you fall into the water. Mm. Sometimes yeah. you die. Sometimes you just 
pull you out and then, yeah, and then pull you back. <laughs> this is not much of a spoiler, I feel, but you can glide on water, uh, right? You yeah. pick up enough momentum, you can mm. actually glide across the whole, you know, pier to get to the other side, mm. which I think was a, a really cool element to add. And there's a, without giving much away, there's a side quest, which I think is by far one of the best side quests emotionally. I think you'll know which one mm. I'm talking about. And the whole sequence of you going through, because you go through pretty much the whole of the whole map just mm. doing that side quest mm. with the music that goes along mm. with it, with the scenery that goes along with it. It's by far one of my favorite side quests that I've ever done. And that's not just because of the quest alone, but it's because of the ex- entire experience of you going through Manhattan and, and mm. experiencing that environment. Mm. I think it's outstanding. And it feels more lively this time. Mm. Right? There are people who are always around the streets. There's a lot of birds in the sky. There's mm. people at the beach on boats and everything. Mm. It feels immersive. There's something mm. very weird that kept happening in, in my game that I couldn't explain it, but every few seconds, I look up and there's a plane. And I'm <laughs> like, I feel like this plane isn't moving. It's like always there. But that's a yeah. small gripe of mine. <laughs> I think I think um, one thing that we, when you toggle between performance mode and fidelity mode, yeah. you have like less um, crowds in the fidelity mode. But one thing that I've realized, uh, at least this is my experience, they don't try too hard in populating New York City, but they try just enough, I feel. So it's not like cyberpunk where you walk in a crowded city and then it feels so crowded, but it's not empty. It's not like suddenly you have three people there. If you are walking, and I think this is like, it has to do with the technology of like the the memory and stuff. But if you are just walking through the city, you you see a lot of people. You Some people, literally, if you go up to them, they can you can talk to them, you can high-five them, you can like yeah, take pictures, selfies with them, which is quite fine and nice. Um, and then when you're traversing through, obviously you don't really care about the small people down there, <laughs> so you don't actually see them. And I think in terms of like, I'm not saying I'm not saying I know the tech, but I think what they're doing is they are removing everyone in the street. So maybe they'll keep like one or two birds in the air. Yeah. But aside from that, um, the NPCs have have been removed so that the game works a lot smoother. And because of those kind of like technological flow. The game feels so lively. I go down to a particular basketball court. Everyone is there. People are playing. It's chill. And then I I, I, I can move around the city and everything is like what you expect Spider-Man to be. So the city, I think they have a lot more uh, emphasis on the city. Some, I think more than one, I think more than two side quests actually mm-hmm. gets you to know New York deeper either by the story of the side quest or by just having you move around the city. La. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. So overall, what's, I guess, your overall, I guess, perception, your take on, on the game upon completing it? Like, like, do you feel like, especially considering it's at end of the year and I don't want to like do this whole like, oh, whether it's game of the year thing or oh. not, but yeah. I mean, if this is perhaps the last big game you play in 2023, um, do you think like it might be a good experience to end the year with? Well, 110%. <laughs> it's, it's a great game. I mean, it's hard to... I, I gave it a 9 out of 10 rating only mm. because I wanted more, mm. right? Mm. Because there's something that this game doesn't have which the other two games have which is New Game Plus. Mm. Oh, this right. game does not have New yeah. Game Plus yet. Yet, yeah. 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 So you can't... Once you complete the game, there's a sense of emptiness for me. Mm. And I mean by 
completing everything. Yeah, there's nothing more for you to do. So for me, it's like, oh man, I wish I could go into New Game Plus mm. and like have all the abilities ready and go mm. in and play again. Mm. So that's the only big problem ish I would have. But it's exciting to know that there's so many things that have been set up in this this universe that can set up a DLC mm. or DLCs, mm. you know. So that's nice. So I think it's a it's a great game to end for Christmas and onwards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um. Before that, um. You platinum the game, right? Yeah. So, uh, how easy is it to platinum it? I feel it's easier to platinum than the first Spider-Man game. Mm, Honestly, yeah. I yeah. feel it's a lot easier. There is mm. one. I mean, aside from things like oh, do twenty silence takedowns or whatever. Mm. Those are the small things. But there's one thing that I didn't like to platinum, which is similar to the first game where you have to go collect a few stuff. Mm. I don't like collecting things. Mm. Just like the old Arkham games, mm-hmm. I did not enjoy doing the Riddler mm. quests. Mm. So this one has something similar, but the end game of what you get from it is like a cool nod mm. to something in their universe. Yeah. So I was like, oh, all right, yeah. okay, didn't feel like a total waste of my time. Yeah. Right. I yeah, um, yeah. I think for me, overall, uh, if this is the last game I play in the year. Yeah, I don't mind playing this until the end of the until, until January. I think it's still uh, it's still gonna be a wonderful game to play. Um, hopefully, they they come up with a new game plus soon, like sooner than like, yeah. <laughs> like before Christmas. Um, but yeah, I think this is this is uh, an end with a bang, lah. I would say for for twenty twenty three, at least for, uh, I I'd say for if I were to give it a score, which I hate giving game score, <laughs> but if I were to give it a score like a high school score, A plus whatever, right? This is like I don't want to give you a hundred, but you are definitely above ninety five, lah. I can think of it. Yeah, so it's 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 a really really well fleshed out wonderful game. I can't help but to nitpick the game because it's so good. Yeah, it, it, it forces you to nitpick. So, Allah, why did you do this? Allah, there's this like some lag here a bit, but that's the only bits. I think throughout even the launch, right? Then mm-hmm. there's aside from that cute Spider-Man thing. Yeah, I don't think there was any other big bugs at all. So at least at least that that's game breaking like you know your files getting corrupted and stuff like that. <laughs> there yeah. there are things that I see online right, and this is going to segue a bit. There are people out there who are looking to find problems <laughs> in the game, and I see the problems and I go, "You're really complaining about the fact that Spider Man can't walk into a subway. Yeah. Really, that's the whole point. You play Spider Man that to walk into a subway. All right, <laughs> so it's those kind of things, you know. If you look past those and you you there for the experience yeah. of what a Spider Man game should be, yeah. That That is it because the last Spider-Man game that I would say that I had a lot of fun with that wasn't from the Insomniac universe. Can't remember the name, but it was very cartoony, very comic bookish. Where it was Venom and Spider-Man, and it was them in like their younger years yeah. kind of thing. I enjoyed it. I think it was a PS2 title. Yeah, I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, Ultimate again. Spider-Man. I had so much fun with that, and also the Shattered Dimensions. Mm. So it's been years since those titles, right? I've had so much fun with this quote-unquote. Two and a half trilogy so far. Yeah, I think I think one of the bits is um, the fact that if you're not a Spider-Man fan, I I'm I am a I would not say a, as big as a fan. I'm definitely into it, but I don't you know read all the comic books and read uh, like watch every single thing. But if you're not that kind of person, this game would definitely pull you in. Mm. So if you don't have like any heartstrings tied to a particular character, like you don't, like who's Harry Osborn, who's like Norman Osborn, who's MJ and stuff like that, 
this game would put all those heartstrings for you mm-hmm. and I think that's a great uh, way of one getting you really into the Spider-Man universe and two showing you what's possible next and what's possible next I think it's, it's massive yeah it's so it's so massive that I can't imagine what they want to do next mm-hmm. yeah it's so massive yeah they can go so many routes yeah that's that's lovely yeah You're tuning into GG Well Played and that was our review of Marvel's Spider-Man 2 developed by Insomniac for the PlayStation 5 thanks to Sean Malhotra and Najman Maliki for their thoughts on the game. If you'd like to listen to this episode again, look for the podcast on bfm.my, our app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You can also find our podcast on Spotify. Do share your thoughts and the games that you play via our email, ggwp at bfm.my. Don't forget to also follow the station on X at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin. Thanks for joining us. Game on and please take care. This has been... GG well paid. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.